Good evening, everyone. This is Thursday, February 10th, 2022. As we come at you once more from the WCWSHQ here in Trinity, North Carolina, as we get set to bring you, of course, episode 340 of the second installment of the WCWS radio network right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. This is, of course, the one and the only NWO Wolfpack. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WCWUS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you as we get set to talk about our favorite subject of all time, that being, of course, professional wrestling. We will, of course, start things off with our wrestling news and views segment, ladies and gentlemen, filling in for 2000 Hall of Fame news tag team King Ice, who is, of course, King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith and the Iceman Jared D. Geralmo are, of course, our friends at 411mania.com. Already standing by, ladies and gentlemen, bringing, uh, bringing, of course, our look at everything going on here in uh, on the first take of our wrestling and pop culture history and birthday report. He is a two-time WCWUS Hall of Famer. He is part of brings you WCWUS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here, of course, on TalkShoot.com. He is also a multiple-time uh, title holder. And not just here in WCW US, but also, of course, in the group, of course, in, in the group that, of course, that he also, that he did, of course, come up with, ladies and gentlemen, which is, of course, the Gross and Stuffless Wrestling Incorporated Facebook page, or GSWI. And, of course, with respect to ECW original, he is, of course, ladies and gentlemen, this man here is the real human suplex machine. <clears throat> Uh, of course, as we welcome now to episode number 341 of Wolfpack, of course, the one and the only from Front Royal, Virginia, Mr. John Gross. John, we welcome you, sir, to episode 341 of Wolfpack. Thank you very much, you, of course, for joining us here tonight. And, of course, we will be waiting for some more 
folks hop in, of course, in here this evening. If you wish to chime in on anything we have planned on talking about here this evening, please feel free, of course, to give us a call. The phone number, as always, 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID, uh, 138-521-POUND. And press that one, ladies and gentlemen, if you wish to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here, of course, here this evening. Which, of course, in addition to our news and views and history, we will, of course, give you our personal thoughts and opinions, ladies and gentlemen, as to what happened last night on AEW Dynamite. Of course, it was a jam-packed show here. Of course, we'll definitely have some thoughts here. We'll definitely have some thoughts here, of course, here uh, about, about that, I'm sure. Also, ladies and gentlemen, we'll get you in. We'll get you updated, of course, with some results that come in here tonight. Uh, for tonight's edition of Impact Wrestling. Also, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be giving you. Uh, we'll be giving you another one last update here on, of course, on the four, uh, <clears throat> on the four uh, uh, trivia championship poll matches that are currently going on, of course, right now. Of course, keep in of course keep in mind here, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the AWUS uh, Holiday Bash Championship. Of course, uh, John Gross, of course, defending the title this week against Alayla Peters and George Palmarino. Also, ladies and gentlemen, the WCW Greatest Royal Rumble Championship. Of course, the loose cannon Shaquille Cole Cephas, of course, in his first title defense against the Iceman Jared Girolamo. Also, the WCW US Shockmaster Championship is on the line when the new champion, of course, Jared Thornton, is defending this has been defending this week against also the Iceman Jared DiGirolamo. And also, ladies and gentlemen, the Impact US Emergence Championship, of course, up for grabs as the new champion, the Godfather of Soul, Justin Lewis Clement, is currently defending against the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds. We'll give you some updates, of course, on that here. And a possible special announcement concerning, of course, two upcoming events, of course. <clears throat> we will, of course, let you know about what we plan to do here in just a, in just hopefully in the next little while. In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, I do see uh, it is 9.20 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here, ladies and gentlemen. My apologies for getting a little late. Of course, like I said, we just... Uh, Sometimes you know computers, the computer system normally, like I said, does act a little bit slowly. Uh, but, but of course, we're now up and going here, folks. Let's go ahead and head over to let's go over here and head over here to uh, 411mania.com to bring you, of course, uh, tonight's wrestling news and views that they have, of course, stockpiled here in good detail, as they always do. Of course, the WCW US Radio Network, as always, thanks our friends at 411mania.com for allowing us here to read their stories on all of our shows. Of course, in addition to right here on NWO Wolfpack, also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, on Revolution, as well as Raw Radio, Outside the Ropes, Power Hour, WCW US This Morning, as well as Wrestling Revisited, Wrestling Debate, and also, of course, here on Sports Machine. And also, ladies and gentlemen, hopefully we get a lot more of our shows up and going here this year in 2022. And we'll hope to, of course, like I said, get those, get, of course, for, utilize 411 Mania to its full extent, of course, on, on our, our other program right here. Uh, just, this is, we're, of course, uh, give us just a second here, folks. Uh, we should be, we should have it up here in just a just a tiny bit here, folks. Give us, give us a, give us just a couple of minutes here. We should have it up in here in 
in just a little bit. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Of course, uh, uh, let's see. Let's see. Of course, uh, Okay, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go ahead and get things. Let's go ahead, of course, and get things, of course, here up and going <clears throat> with our first story, of course, here. Uh, our first, our first story here, of course, here on the uh, of the evening here. As we, I think we have an update here concerning, uh, concerning, uh, of course, uh, a segment here tonight's edition of impact jeremy thomas of course posted this story here as josh alexander debuts the debuting big con and and of course was also sent home on impact wrestling wwe alumnus big con made his debut on impact wrestling in a segment that saw josh alexander sent home thursday's episode saw the former the man formerly known as connor of course they remember the tag team the ascension make his debut and face Alexander, which saw Alexander pick up the win in quick succession. After the match, a frustrated Alexander continued to attack Khan, as well as security guards. Scott DeMora came out and was pushed off his feet by Alexander, who demanded a rematch and threatened to leave the company if it was not granted. DeMora responded by sending Alexander home and taking him out of the match between Team Impact and Honor No More at No Surrender. <clears throat> so you can see some of the obviously um so we'll have to wait and see of course obviously what's going to happen here with the uh situate with the situation here of course obviously um with, the, with with this of course situation of course right here <clears throat> so we'll definitely be watching watching all this in great detail our next story here folks Jeremy Thomas posted this story here tonight as is, as we have the latest on WWE scheduled events for Bill Goldberg. The length of Bill the, the length of Bill Goldberg's latest WWE run has become a bit more clear according to a new report on his scheduled appearances. Goldberg, who has set to challenge Roman Reigns for the Universal title, is not scheduled for any events beyond the pay-per-view of Wrestling Inc. According to the site, Goldberg is advertised for Tomorrow's episode of SmackDown, which also includes next week's episode, which will be the final episode before Elimination Chamber. He's also, of course, set for Elimination Chamber, but not current, currently set for any other events leading up to WrestleMania 38. So we probably might have an idea as to where this is possibly going to go. But we'll definitely do some talking about this, of course, here a little bit later. Jeremy Thomas posted this story here tonight as there was a special episode of AEW Dark, of course, now officially online. AEW has a special second episode of AEW Dark available this week with the live stream now officially, of course, on 
now online. The video is right here on this page for the, the following card, of course, is as follows. Aaron Solo will take on Sonny Kiss. Gia Scott takes on Abaddon. Blade and the Private Party takes on Matt Seidel, Dante Martin, and Lee Moriarty. And also Powerhouse Hobbs takes on Lee Johnson. And of course we're and then I don't and I can go into them and we have not yet uploaded that particular episode. The one that came that, that came that uh, that came out, of course I'm assuming this came out here tonight. Uh, so what we will do, of course, ladies and gentlemen, what we will find that we will find that that special edition of Dark and we will post that of course in the AEWS Facebook page. So everyone will have an opportunity to go back and take a look at it. But I'm sure there were, there were other matches, of course, involved in this. But these were, of course, primarily the uh, the main ones that they uh, that they had listed. So. Jeremy Thomas, of course, posted this story here tonight. <clears throat> As WWE sets Brock Lesnar and Ronda Rousey's opponents for the Matt for the Square Garden show. WWE has announced Brock Lesnar and Ronda Rousey's opponents for their matches at the company's Madison Square Garden show next month. The website for the legendary venue has the updated card with matches, which note that Lesnar will face Bobby Lashley in the WWE title match. In addition, Rousey will team with Sasha Banks against both Natalia and Charlotte. Also announced for the card are as follows. Universal title match at Pitts Roman Reigns against, against King Rollins. And the Raw women's title match, Pitt, Pitton, it, which is apparently seems to be a triple threat, with Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, and Rhea Ripley, which ought to be a very interesting match indeed. Jeremy Thomas posted this story here uh, this evening as this week's edition of MLW Fusion now officially online. MLW Fusion has returned and the live stream for the episode is now officially online. The video for the episode is on this page. It did, it did kick off about like a little over an hour ago. It is described as follows. A false count anywhere match with a world heavyweight title as Alex Hammerstone defends against Pagano. King Mattes takes Holiday, and EJ Naduka takes on Ikuru Kwan. After last week's targeted Azteca attack on Richard Holiday, his dynamic bro Alex Hammerstone puts the World Heavyweight Championship on the line against Pagano in a false count anywhere match. Can your boy hammer power through Cesar Duran's agent of chaos in the type of environment that Pagano thrives in, or will the Hellraiser from Juarez bring World Heavyweight gold to Azteca? Duran has had double dynasty as a battered Richard Holiday rumbles with the monstrous Caribbean champion King Wentes. Part three of the All Access look at Jacob Fatu touches on wrestling, saving his life, and his plans for regaining the MLW World Heavyweight title. The judge is in session as EJ Naduka looks to show out in his Dallas homecoming as he faces Ikiru Kwan. 
double tag team champions 5150 cope with adversity as a big title fight looms. Miss Hart embarks on a, on adventure to find the world's greatest fighter. Join Rich Pacini, Joe Dombrowski, and broadcast journalist Alicia Atout. Atout, I guess how you pronounce it. I'm, I apologize if I mispronounce it. As MLW presents the season premiere of MLW Fusion. And we will also find this video, ladies and gentlemen, posted in the video vault. As all MLW uh, videos we posted in the video vault with some of, their, some of your classic wrestling moments, of course, here indeed. 411 Mania is currently providing live coverage for tonight's edition of Impact Wrestling. You can come on 411mania.com and check out and see what the guys at 411 Mania are saying about, are, are talking about, and giving their thoughts and opinions on tonight's episode of Impact. So be sure to definitely out. Jeremy Thomas posted this story here tonight as this week's edition of Before the Impact is online. Lady Frost and Alicia Edwards do battle on this week's edition of Before the Impact. And the live stream is officially online. Of course, the video for this is on this page. It did, it did kick off earlier this evening at 7.30 Eastern. It is described as follows. Gia Miller and Sidekick Matthews Before the Impact with more Iceman intel and a thrilling exclusive match between Lady Frost and Alicia Edwards. Our next story here, folks, Jeremy Thomas posted this story here tonight as the Briscoes are set to defend the Ring of Honor tag team titles at Warrior Wrestling 19. Briscoes are coming to Warrior Wrestling 19 and putting their Ring of Honor tag team titles on the line. Mark and Jay Briscoe posted a video to, to Twitter today to announce that they're putting their titles on the line in their previously announced match against the Workhorsemen. The show will take place in Cicero on Saturday in Cicero, Illinois, and will air on Fight TV. Today from Sandy Fork, of course. Uh, <coughs> uh, as uh, Jay Briscoe posted on his Twitter account, big announcement, back to business, hashtag uh, them boys. Also here, folks. News uh, putting their gold on the line this Saturday. Briscoes versus the Workhorsemen. This is their first defense of the Ring of Honor World Tag Team title since winning them at Final Battle. There's a link to, of course, where you can watch this event and also where you can get tickets. It is off of Warrior Wrestling's Twitter account at Warrior uh, Capital, then Capital W lowercase r-s-t-l-n-g so if you want to of course uh definitely check that, that out and obviously of course like i said this is possibly you know you know keeping uh obviously of course ring of honor um and ring of honor ring of honors uh spirit of course alive here ladies and gentlemen so seeing not seeing the ring of honor belts being defended on other shows which i think is truly unique 
Jeremy Thomas posted this story here tonight as Killer Cross is returning to Major League Wrestling at Superfight. Killer Cross his MLW returned this month at MLW Superfight. MLW announced on this week's Fusion that the WWE alumnus is making his return at the February 26th show, which will be a taping of MLW Fusion. The updated lineup is, of course, here as follows. As we said, World Heavyweight title match, Alex Hammerstone versus Davey Richards. National Openweight Championship match, Alex Kane will defend against Matt Cross, ACH, and Calvin Tankman. Stairway to Hell match, Kruger takes on Jacob Fatu. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, as well as Ricky and Kerry Morton, will make their Major League Wrestling debuts. And Killer Cross returns to MLW. As we said, of course, Jacob appearing here, Jacob Fatu, Cesar Duran, 51-50 with Conan in their corner, Alicia Tout, Mads, Mads Kruger, Richard Holiday, Arez, EJ Naduka, Myron Reed, and TJP. Of course, you got out at MLW, who's in there with MLW, hashtag Superfight, Superfight. Find out now with the Superfight Control Center, hashtag MLW Fusion. So definitely, it's going to be this is going to be big, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, it will be will be at this show, like I said, in Charlotte on February the twenty sixth. So this is going to be a great show, of course, here indeed. TBS on the ratings of EW Dynamite. TBS and Tony Khan have issued statements to react to the ratings boost for this week's AEW Dynamite. As previously reported, Wednesday's show drew a 0.41 rating in the 18-49 million viewers up from last week's numbers. Khan posted to fans for tuning in, writing the following. Thank you yesterday. Thanks to you and your support, Dynamite on X Network ranked number one on cable on Wednesday with our biggest total audience since September. We're grateful for you, for, for, for you wrestling fans. See you tomorrow on at TT Drama at Friday AEW Rampage. Meanwhile, TBS issued a press release hyping the numbers, of course, right here. Let's go ahead and bring them to you. AEW Dynamite on TBS is Wednesday's number one cable program among 18 to 49 demographic, bringing in over 1.12 million viewers. This makes the largest overall audience for AW Dynamite since September 29, 2021, on TNT. AW TBS, Wednesday, February 9th, 8 to 10 p.m., uh, 541,000, 18 to 49 demographic, 602,025 to 54 demographic. <clears throat> Uh, 1,129,000 uh, you know, uh, P2 plus. Right, number one on cable for Wednesday among 18 to 49. 19% among 18 to 49 and 18% on P2 plus versus prior week's episode. Strongest P2 number since September 29, 2021 on TNT. 43% in 18 to 49 and and plus 51% in P2 versus the same premiere on TNT last year. Last night's AW Dynamite was live 
from uh, Atlantic City, New Jersey, with the AW World Heavy, World Champion Hammond Page taking on the Murder Hawk Monster, Lance Archer, in a Texas Death Match. Isaiah facing new free agent Sine Keeley in a Face of the Revolution qualifying match. Chris Jericho convening an inner circle team meeting and MJF's remarks after a shocking win over CM Punk last week in Chicago. You can come, you can come on right here and read, of course, to what TBS and, and like Tony Khan said about the show last night. Uh, let's see. Jeremy Thomas posted this story here tonight. As speaking of Tony Khan, he, uh, he talked about AEW and so holding on, holding on to talent during the pandemic. Tony Khan addressed the topic of AEW not renewing some upcoming ex, upcoming expiring contracts during a recent interview. The AEW with TV for yesterday's Dynamite and during there were some contracts. They are not being renewed to the amount of new talent coming in. Here are some highlights. On holding on to talent during the pandemic, Tony says when we started, a lot of people had when we started, a lot of people had contracts that were a couple of years long and a lot were coming up. I really tried hard to be very considerate of the people on the roster, especially going through the pandemic. That encompassed a long period of time where we were still in our first year of television into our second. I kept a lot of people under contract, even though I wasn't necessarily using them on television because I wanted them to still have work, which was hard to come by for wrestling during the pandemic where there weren't any independent shows. Really, only two places were running, and the other place was was, was outing people left and right. <clears throat> I did want to give some job security to people. On not renewing some contracts as of late, Tony says, now with so, now with so many wrestlers coming in, I can't renew all the contracts. I've had to make some tough choices. Basically, and Ron's for both. I try to maintain the best roster I can for the company and fans. I'm pretty certain that I'm pretty certain Tony Khan's doing the best he can, of course, here on that. But at least, of course, he's not he's not playing the Vince McMahon card. Although one person I wish he'd probably get rid of would be MJF, but that's just that's just my personal opinion. <clears throat> Also, Mania. Uh, let's make sure I have this, this gentleman's name correct here, because uh, and of course I'm hoping I'm I'm hoping that of course we can um, let's see here. My apologies, ladies and gentlemen. The computer is still taking the taking a little bit taking a little bit of time here. My apologies for that. Like I said, my apologies for that delay here, folks. Uh, 
Joseph Lee posted this story here tonight <clears throat> as Matt Hardy teases a return to being broken. In an exchange with Andre Elidolo on Twitter, Matt Hardy teased possibly, possibly returning to broken persona. He questioned his partner Sting and Darby Allen. Darby wouldn't work for him. Andre replied, the kid has to think about it. Maybe I'll give him a skateboard. This will be broken. Hardy walked out on private party during Isaiah Cassidy's match with Keith Lee last night, in which Cassidy lost the match. <clears throat> so, well, maybe, 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 I don't know. Maybe this might, may might be teasing something, maybe ex- you know, beyond the uh, the uh, the situation involving the heart, the the Hardy family office thing. So we'll just have to wait and see, of course, what actually happens here. Joseph Lee posted this story here tonight as Keith Lee thanks AEW for welcome at last night's edition of Dynamite. As previously reported, Keith Lee made his debut for AEW on last night's episode of Dynamite, defeating Isaiah. They qualified for the face of a revolution mat, ladder match in a post on Twitter. <clears throat> uh, Lee reacted to the debut and the reaction from the AW fans. He wrote, we got a lot of work to still, but I more than appreciate the warm welcome back. The person with the sign that had the same silhouette, that's my hoodie. Thank you. Touched my soul. And with sad family times, hopefully behind me, let's grind. Hashtag board march. So, uh, so you can so definitely check out, of course, at Real Keith Lee, which is his personal Twitter, uh, to of course read everything that he's got to say right there. But, but excellent performance, of course. Not even on Dynamite last night, yes, indeed. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, all we can also simply say here is. That Vince McMahon is now still kicking himself in the rear now, based upon what this, based upon that current situation. Joseph Lee posted this story here uh, last night as Mia Yim reacts to Keith Lee's AEW debut. Keith Lee made his debut on last night's AEW Dynamite, and Mia Yim took to social media to react. 
made his debut as Tony Khan signing on last night's show, who is Lee's wife, posted, of course, you know, they just recently got mar- married there, you know, posted to Twitter, of course, and pretty which, which, of course, on her Twitter account, at me again, where she said, that's my husband, hashtag AEW Dynamite, at Real Keith Lee. As noted, Lee has signed a deal with AEW, which Khan took to Twitter to officially confirm. I'm hoping that maybe me follow suit, but we'll just we'll we'll of course, ladies and gentlemen, keep our eyes open on that and see what happens there. Of course, but what a week, ladies and gentlemen, of course, for for these for these folks here indeed. Jeremy Thomas posted this story as Rick Flair Lynch for calling Ronda Rousey Ronnie. And Becky Lynch actually responds to it. Flair and Becky Lynch are at it again. As Flair took issue to Lynch's nickname for Ronda Rousey, and Lynch had a response. Flair has been at odds with Lynch for a while now, notably over WWE's use of the phrase the man for her character, as well as Lynch's public feud with Charlotte. Rick stoked his feud with Lynch back up on his latest Woo Nation Uncensored Nation podcast, which when he criticized Lynch, Lynch is referring to Rousey as Ronnie. Not Ronnie, Flair said per Feifel. She's Ronda Rousey. Anybody stupid enough to call her Ronnie and make a joke of her presence and what she brings to the company is out of her mind. Also known as an example, what is her name now? Big Time Bex. Hey, Ronnie, welcome back. Wow, that's exciting. That's really exciting. How about thank you, Ronda, for showing up because I'm not the man anymore. I'm generic. Big Time Bex, the last kicker. I don't know. Lynch never wanted to avoid responding to a shot from Flair, posted to Twitter yesterday to comment when she wrote, worked so hard, your heroes your heroes become your rivals, then become so good, Ric Flair loses his mind every time you breathe. <clears throat> and this was, of course, Becky Lynch, February 2022. And you can check out Becky, Becky's, uh, Becky's tweet, of course, here as well. Um, <clears throat> At Becky Lynch WWE, of course, if you wish to, of course, uh, of course, as well. And uh, and of course, ladies and gentlemen, we'll definitely find, of course, that episode of uh, Ric Flair's Woo Nation, and uh, we'll definitely, of course, uh, we'll definitely, of course, like I said, uh, <clears throat> um. And I definitely like. I'll definitely, of course, get that on there for everyone to, of course, look at. Look, look at that, and I'm sure that, like I said here, folks, that obviously, of course, the 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 Twitter for wrestlers. It seems that Twitter has become another, basically, another wrestling ring. There, folks, uh, as. as uh, <laughs> As, as, of course, once again, you got two wrestling personalities going at it. This time, obviously, Ric Flair and Becky Lynch. So, well, we'll of course, obviously, we'll definitely see, of course, what we'll, we'll definitely see, of course, uh, what, what, of course, will happen here. But, of course, ladies, but, of course, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> um, but, of course, but, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it for all of your, like I said, your your uh, wrestling news and views here tonight. Of course, we want to thank our friends at 411 Mania for allowing us to, of course, bring those uh, 
bring those stories, of course, here uh, here to you. We also, of course, have we also, of course, give kudos to our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team King Ice, who is, of course, King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith and the Iceman Jared D. Girolamo, and bringing all the news that's fit to print here in the WCWS Radio Network. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, if the news doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And of course, in GTS's case, super glue and duct tape, you cannot beat that old-fashioned combination. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, we we have never tried to do that in the past six years. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead here. Let's go ahead here and get to John's uh, John's <coughs> excuse me. Um, uh, take, of course, on your your first take on your wrestling and pop culture history and birthday report here for today, February the 10th, of course. Uh, we will start with the wrestling portion here, of course, of course, all courtesy of the human suplex machine, John Gross. On this date in 1926 in Columbus, Ohio, Ted uh, Thai, uh, I think that's how you pronounce it, defeated Clarence Eklund to win the Australian World Light Heavyweight Championship. On this date in 1990, New Japan Pro Wrestling presents Super Fight from Tokyo, Japan, as Masa Saido defeated Larry Zbysko to win the AWA World Heavyweight title. On this date in 1993, Bret Hart defeated Ric Flair to pick up the WWF title in Flair's last match with the company until the Royal Rumble pay-per-view in 2002. On this date in the year 2000, Kurt Angle defeats Val Venus to win the European title on SmackDown. On this date in 2003, uh, unfortunate passing here, Kurt Henning, of course, as you know, Mr. Perfect, passes away at the age four in Brandon, Florida. Here's a little bit, a little bit of history, of course, from John. On, of course, on Kurt Henning, of course, the son of professional wrestler Larry Henning. He was a childhood friend with Rick Rude. They attended Robbinsdale High School in his hometown of Robbinsdale, Minnesota, alongside Tom Zink, Brady Boone, Nikita Koloff, John Nord, of course, you know, the Berserker, Road Warrior Hawk, and also Barry Darso, who also did Demolition Smash, Repo Man, and a bunch of other characters, of course. Of course, they would all become professional wrestlers. Known as Cool Kurt Henning, he began his career on January 30th, 1980, in the AWA, the AWA had already made his father a star. Henning began his WWF career in 1981, defeating Johnny Rods in his first match and was establishing himself as a promising young competitor against the likes of Buddy Rose, Greg Valentine, and Killer Khan. He also teamed up with another young upstart, Eddie Gilbert, himself the son of a wrestling legend, Tommy Gilbert. In 1982, Henning teamed up with his father, Larry to win the, the NWA Pacific Northwest Tag Team titles on April 27th. Of course, also in 1983, he won the titles again with Buddy Rose and Scott McGee. Uh, from 1984-1988, he made some rare appearances for the company. During that time, he worked for New Japan Pro Wrestling and NWA St. Louis, as well as CSW and CWA. Henning returned to the AWA in 83, which became one of the promotion's top stars, in his own right, regaining the AWA World Tag Team titles with Scott Hall by defeating gorgeous Jimmy Garvin and Steve Regal on January 18, 1986, in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Henning's, <coughs> excuse me, Henning's career culminated in him defeating Nick Bockwinkle to capture the AWA World Heavyweight title at Super Clash on May 2, 1987, turning Henning heel in the process when he had held Mr. Bisco. 
Henning and his father engaged in a long feud with Greg and Vern Gagne. He was also associated with Medusa, of course, the AWA Women's Champion, since December of that year. They joined the Diamond Exchange in 1988, a stable led by DDP, and also included Bad Company and Colonel De Beers. Henning would hold on to the AWA World Heavyweight title for about 53 weeks before losing it to Jerry Lawler on May 9th, 1988. Henning left the AWA for the WWF with the promise of more money and a broadened exposure. In mid-1988, he made his return to the WWF at WrestleFest, defeating Terry Taylor. He made his televised in-ring return on September 11, 1988, defeating Enhancement Talent. On October 1st, vignettes aired on WWF TV, during which he was repackaged with a new character of an arrogant braggart villain who claimed to be able to accomplish difficult tasks perfectly. The corner name of Mr. Perfect, which continued to become his ring name, to, which actually continued to become his ring name in 1989. These clips showed him hitting half-court, three-point, and no-look basketball shots, bowling a score of 300, Running the table in billiards, throwing his own Hail Mary football pass, also sinking a long golf putt, hitting home runs, and making bullseyes and darts. Stars in various major league sports, including Wade Boggy Baseball, Steve Jordan from the NFL, and Mike Medanos from the, from the NHL, co-starred with Henning in these vignettes. In October 1988, under the Mr. Perfect gimmick, he defeated Jim Brunzel on primetime wrestling. It's 1988 Survivor Series. He competed in a 505 elimination match in his pay-per-view debut, teaming up with Andre the Giant, Dino Bravo, Rick Root, and Harley Race against the team of Jake Roberts, Jim Duggan, Scott Tate, Casey, Tito Santana, and Ken Patera. Perfect and Dino Bravo were the sole survivors of that match. Perfect continued to stay under undefeated on television for over a year, even breaking the longevity record. At the 1989 Royal Rumble, when he entered at number four before being eliminated by Hulk Hogan. At WrestleMania 5, he defeated the Blue Blazer. Of course, you know him as Owen Hart in a mask. Also continued to beat mid-card wrestlers, including Coco Beware, the Red Rooster, Jimmy Snuka, Tito Santana, and Bret Hart throughout 1989. Perfect would gain the genius as his manager, an arrogant poetry reciting scholar on the Brother Love Show. At the 1989 Survivor Series, Perfect was the sole survivor when he teamed up with his old buddy Rick Rude and the Rougeau brothers, they defeated Jimmy Snuka, Roddy Piper, and the Bushwhackers. Perfect feuded with Hulk Hogan over the WWF title on November 25, 1989 at Saturday night's main event. While Hogan was facing the Genius in a non-title match, the Genius defeated Hogan by count with help from him. The duo stole the WWF title belt with Henning destroying the title backstage. The destroyed title would be used even though some people say it's not, what the destroyed title would be used as the hardcore title in the Attitude Era days from 1988 to 2002. Of course, there has been, of course, there has been, of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, there, there has, there has been, of course, some, uh, um, uh, obviously some, uh, sorry about there, her folks are, sorry about that, uh, 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 well, shoot. Sorry about that here, folks. Uh, 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 
Uh, yeah, here we go. Now we got it. Now we got it. Now we got it. Perfect and Hogan wrestled on the live events where he lost to Hogan but didn't but didn't compete on TV until January 15, 1990, when Henning received his first opportunity for the WWF title against Hogan on the Madison Square Garden Network. Hogan won the match by DQ. Perfect began a feud with Brutus Beefcake after attacking Beefcake at the Royal Rumble after Beefcake's match against the Genius. Later, Perfect drew number the third number 30 spot, eliminating Rick Rude, and made it to the finals, but was eliminated by Hulk Hogan. On March 19, 1990, Perfect Street came to an end when the Ultimate Warrior defeated him on the Madison Square Garden Network special as he unsuccessfully challenged for the Intercontinental title. His first loss on national television was against Brutus Beefcake at WrestleMania 6. On April 28, 1990, Hogan and Perfect finally wrestled on national television one-on-one with Hogan winning the match. After participating in the Intercontinental Championship Tournament that was held that was, that was vacant by the Ultimate Warrior after the Warrior had defeated Hogan at WrestleMania 6 to pick up the WWF title. Perfect defeated Jimmy Snuka in the quarterfinals and received the bye in the semifinals and defeated Tito Santana in the finals to win the Intercontinental title on May 19, 1990. Perfect enlisted Bobby Heenan as his perfect manager. Perfect held on to the title until SummerSlam 1990. He was scheduled to defend the title but due to a parasail para, para injury on July 4, 1990, Beefcake could not compete. The Texas Tornado would be the replacement and defeated Perfect to retain to pick up the Intercontinental title. At the 1990 Survivor Series, Perfect was chosen to captain the Perfect team uh, with Demolition at his side. Perfect and Demolition lost to the Ultimate Warrior, Texas Tornado, and the Legion of Doom at the pay-per-view, with Warrior being the sole survivor by defeating Mr. Perfect. Perfect recaptured Intercontinental December of 1990, defeating Kerry Von Erich. It would begin a feud with the big boss man after Bobby Heenan had made insults to the boss man's mother. At the 1991 Royal Rumble, Perfect was in the final six, but was eliminated by the British Bulldog at WrestleMania 7. He faced big boss man for the Intercontinental title. He lost the match by DQ, but still retained the title. Perfect, Perfect's big highlight in 1991 was when he won the Battle Royal by last eliminating Greg Valentine. Perfect introduced to Coach as his new after Heenan was retiring as a manager to move on to commentary duties. He would then take on Bret Hart. Henning suffered a back injury before the feud. On TV, he wrestled, pro- he wrestled preliminary opponents, but to avoid hurting his back with the perfect plex, adopted his gimmick of throwing his opposition out of the ring in disgust and beating them by countout. Perfect dropped the title at SummerSlam 91 to Bret Hart at MSG and won the best matches possibly in SummerSlam history. A broken tailbone and bulge disc forced him to retire from the ring. <clears throat> he spent the entire year recovering from his injury. He would return to TV not to wrestle, but to become Ric Flair's executive consultant and went on to become a color commentator, acting as a suitable villain to Vince McMahon's play-by-play. During this period, perfect assistance player in winning matches and helped him win, win two uh, world heavyweight title reigns, the first one at the Royal Rumble 1992, and also in September, Perfect and Flair were also in the midst of a rivalry with Randy Savage and Ultimate Warrior, which also had Razor, Ramon, Razor Ramon involved in it too. Flair and Razor were set to face Randy and the Ultimate Warrior at Survivor Series. The Warrior was released from the WWF prior to the event. On November 16, 1992, Savage asked Perfect to be his partner, and with Heenan degrading Perfect, Perfect turned into a fan favorite for the first time in the WWF and for the first time as a fan favorite since 1987. Perfect accepted 
this her to return and became his partner at the 1992 Survivor Series. They defeated Flair and Razor by DQ. Perfect continued his high-profile rivalry with Flair by returning to singles competition on January 2nd, 1993. He defeated the Berserker and also participated in the 1993 Royal Rumble match. Perfect eliminated Flair in the match, but was eliminated by Ted DiBiase, Coco Beware, and Jerry the King Waller. On Monday Night Raw, he and Flair faced off in a Loser Leaves Town match with Henning match of Flair leaving the WWF to go back to WCW. He would go on the feed with Lex Luger at WrestleMania 9, with Luger winning their match at WrestleMania, and then Perfect would then feed with Intercontinental Champion Shawn Michaels. Henning, Henning qualified for the 1993 King of the Ring by defeating Doink the Clown and defeating Mr. Hughes in the quarterfinals until being defeated by Bret Hart in the semis. At SummerSlam, Perfect and Michaels faced off for the Intercontinental title, with Perfect losing the match to Michaels. Henning was set the 1993 Survivor Series and Razor Ramon's team, but he was replaced in the match by Randy Savage. At WrestleMania 10 on March 20, 1994, he returned to the WWF, where he became the special guest referee for the WWF title match between Lex Luger and Yokozuna. Perfect disqualified Luger after Luger manhandled Perfect who was tending to Yokozuna's stricken managers, Jim Cornette and Mr. Fuji, instead of counting the pinfall and turned heel again. Perfect was set to start a rivalry with Luger again, as were scrapped after Henning's back problems continued. He left the WWF in the spring of 1994. He took the year off to recover from a back injury until returning to the company on November 19, 1995. At the Survivor Series as a commentator, he would become the color commentator on Superstars with Vince McMahon and Jim Ross as the analyst. Perfect continued to do some color commentary in roles 1996 at the Royal Rumble, SummerSlam, and In Your House 10 Mind Games. He also refereed the WWE match between Shawn Michaels and British Bulldog at King of the Ring. He then feuded with Hunter Hearst Helmsley, where Henning stole his female escorts and also helped Mark Merrow win the Intercontinental title as well as turning Henning back into a fan favorite since 1994. October 1996, Henning cost Miro the Intercontinental title and joined forces with Hunter Hearst Helmsley, but left the WWF before the 1996 Survivor Series. Henning signed with WCW in mid-1997 as his real name because of the Mr. Perfect rename being trademarked in the, in the WWF. He debuted as a fan favorite on June 30, 1997. His first match in the company took place where he teamed up with DDP at Bash at the Beach to take on Randy Savage and Scott Hall. Henning turned on DDP, causing them the match. As a result, Henning feuded with Page, defeating them in the match at Road Wild, where he continued to use the Henning Plex. Shortly after the debut, he became a free agent of, of either the Four Horsemen or the N and also the NWO. He eventually joined the Four Horsemen, taking the spot of Arn Anderson, but at Fall Brawl, Henning was beaten down backstage by the NWO. However, he came to ringside mid-match with his arm in a sling, but the whole thing turned out to be a sham with Henning handcuffing the four horsemen to the cage and thus forcing them to surrender as Henning threatened to slam the cage door <clears throat> and, flare, and with that, he did. Henning captured the U.S. title the next night by defeating Steve McMichael on September 15, 1997. He held on to the title for three months and successfully retained against Flair, but dropped the title on December 28, 1997 against DDP at Starcade. He was joined by his childhood buddy Rick Rude in the NWO. In 1998, he and Rude were put into a rivalry with Bret Hart and his, and his relatives, British Bulldog and Jim Neidhart, during which both teams 
against each other in the first half of 1998, Henning lost to Hart and uncensored and defeated the Bulldog at Spring Stampede. He was once again sidelined with a knee injury in mid-1998, and during that time, the NWO broke into two factions, the NWO Wolfpack and the NWO Hollywood. Henning and Rude originally joined the Wolfpack, but they moved back to NWO Hollywood. Henning failed to defeat Goldberg to win the WCW World title at Bash at the Beach. In the fall of 1998, Henning continued his with the Horseman when he feuded with Dean Malenko, with Malenko winning the match. Henning took TV off TV again from his knee interest. At Starcade, he helped Eric Bischoff defeat the Nature Boy. Both the NWO factions reunited in 19, 1999 with Henning being kicked out of the group after speaking against the leaders on January 25, 1999. Henning then formed a group called the West Texas Rednecks, but the Rednecks disbanded in December of 1999. Henning began a storyline in which he was given an order from the power. If he lost any match by pinfall, he must retire. He participated in a tournament to crown the new world heavyweight champion. He defeated Disco Inferno in the first round, but lost to Jeff Jarrett in the second round. He lost a retirement match against Buff Bagwell, but was reinstated by the powers that be a month later. He stayed on WCW TV, making part-time appearances and with the company and thus feuding with Sean Stasiak in the spring of 2000. Stasiak defeated Perfect at Saint-Marie. Henning WCW's contract expired at, at, in December of 2000, just a year before WCW folded in 2001. Perfect re- returned to the WWF slash WWE in 2002 as a surprise entrant and held his own with the best of the best his performance, along with the positive reaction of the Atlanta crowd, earned Henning a full-time contract with the WWE for the first time since 1996. Perfect returned to Raw on his first Raw match since 1993. He took on Venus with Mr. Perfect winning the match by DQ because of interference by Stone Cold Steve Austin. After Perfect made remarks to Austin's wife, the feud never got off the ground and Perfect was relegated to the mid-card status. He had losing efforts against the likes of Stone Cold, Edge, RVD, Rikishi, Big Show, and Kane. He formed a tag team with Sean Stasiak at the house shows throughout March and April and was a part of the Raw brand in the first ever draft teaming up with the Big Boss Man. His final match was on, the 2002, <clears throat> was on May 6, 2002 when he defeated Tommy Dreamer on Heat. Perfect was fired from the company on May 7, 2002 due to a physical confrontation with Brock Lesnar on the return flight home from the pay-per-view, the flight the fight took place. Of course, it was the infamous plane ride from hell, and where RVD and Tommy Dreamer said that Henning pranked Lesnar by slapping shaming cream on his head, starting the scuffle, and almost opening the emergency exit door. Later on, Perfect would join the newly formed wrestling group TNA. He stayed there from 02 through 03. On February 10th, 2003, Henning was sadly found dead since six this is six weeks away from his 45th birthday. The medical examiner declared to be in a cocaine intoxication. It also stated that steroids and painkillers also contributed to his death. WWE aired a video tribute. TNA also paid tribute to Henning by displaying his wrestling singlet and a framed photo. A tribute song about him, My Perfect Friend, was, was featured on the 2003 Macho Man Randy Savage album called Be a Man. Perfect was in, inducted posthumously into the WWE Hall of Fame on March 31st, 2007. One day before WrestleMania, Perfect's son, Curtis Axel, would then wrestle with the WWE in 2010 as part of the new Nexus, where he and David Otunga won the tag team titles and also in 2013 scored an upset victory over Triple H and 
plus one title and went on to a team with another family member of the of a rotunda rotunda family bell dallas with axel and dallas when in the raw tag team titles in 2018 declaring themselves the b team but they were released in 2020. Uh, also in the state 2009 christian makes his return to the wwe for the uh to to of course the uh to the uh, WWE for, <coughs> uh, sorry, sorry about that here, folks. Let me go back and find that. Christian makes his return to WWE for the first time since 2005. Happy 49th birthday today to Taji Ishimori. Today would have been the 51st birthday of Luis Piccoli. Sadly, he passed away in February of 1998. Happy 63rd birthday to former WWE. Former WWE Tag Team Champion and former uh, King from 1989, of course, Haku. And also today would have been the 67th birthday of one of the greatest talents ever to come out of WCCW, gentleman Chris Adams. Sadly, he passed away in October of 2001. Now your pop culture history and birthdays. 1763, the Treaty, the Treaty of Paris ends with the French-Indian War surrendering Canada to Britain. 1778, Voltaire returns to Paris, the great acclaim after an absence of 28 years. 798, French Army captures Rome. 1807, U.S. Coast surveyed authorized by Congress. 1846, beginning of Mormon March to Western United States. 1855, U.S. citizenship laws amended. All children of the United States' parents born abroad granted U.S. citizenship. 1870, City of Anaheim, California, incorporates for the first time, but disincorporated after two years as the tax burden was too high. 1868, conservatives and military receive in Hall in Florida. 1883, a fire at, at unsure New Hall Hotel in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, killing 71 people. 1897, uh, New York Times begins begins using the slogan all the news is fit to print and as john so appropriately appropriately says it's our favorite saying here as i say it all the time very good point john 1904 japan and russia declare war 1915 Woodrow wilson germany will hold it to a strict accountability for property endangered or lives lost 1920 baseball outlaws all pitches involving tampering with the ball 1924, Buskey Harris, at the age of 27, becomes the youngest baseball manager in the Washington Senators. 1927, President Calvin Coolidge asks for the second disarmament conference. 1939, Stagecoach West, the Western film directed by John Ford, starring Claire Trevor and John Wayne, premieres in Miami. 1940, uh, the Tom and Jerry cartoon series created by Hannah, Hannah, William Hannah and Joseph Barbera. Does debut it debuts of course courtesy of MGM. 1946, Charles Luciano, Luciano is deported to Italy and never returns to the United States. 1954, Dwight Eisenhower warns against the U.S. intervention in Vietnam. 1961, AFL's LA Chargers move to San Diego. 1967, the amendment is ratified. 1971, Bill White becomes the first African American baseball announcer for the New York Yankees. On that same day, the Royal Albert Hall Band's scheduled concert featuring Frank Zappa. 1973, the Rangers shut out the Islanders for the second time, 6-0. 1979, Do You Think I'm Sexy, which is J.D.'s other theme song by Rod Stewart, peaks at number one. 1981, eight killed and 198 people injured by fire at Las Vegas.
Vegas, uh, Las Vegas Hilton. And also on that same day, the Campbell Conference beats the Wales Conference 4-1 to for the 33rd NHL All-Star Game. 1985, the West beats the East 140-129. to 129. Also, Challenger moves to the Vehicle Assembly Building at the Kennedy Space Center for mating of STS-51E mission. 1986, John Lennon Live in New York City album is released posthumously. 1989, Jones and Lenny Wilkins are elected to the Hall of Fame. And also Miami Vice's 100th episode is officially seen on TV. Uh, also, and, and to gain deregulation, WWE admits pro wrestling is an exhibition and not a sport in a New Jersey court. Daz, of course, uh, Daz, of course, and technically a lie. Tony Robinson of Jamaica becomes Nottingham's first African-American sheriff. 1990, the sixth takes place at the Tokyo Dome, and F.W. De Klerk announces that Nelson Mandela would be freed on February 11, 1990. 1991, the East beats the West, 116. Uh, it might be either, I know it's not 116 to 14. It's got to be 116 to 140-something, with Charles Barkley as the MVP. 1992, Mike Tyson was convicted of raping Desiree Washington in, in, in the end. 1993, Michael Jackson talks to Oprah Winfrey and airs on ABC and winds up drawing, drawing an astounding 39.3 rating and 56 share with 90 million people. 1997, O.J. Simpson jury reaches a decision on $25 million in punitive damages. 2002, the West beats the East at, in Philadelphia at, with Kobe Bryant as MVP. 2008 NFL Pro Bowl with the NFC being AFC 42 to 30. 2015 announced that he would leave the Daily Show by the end of the year. Today would have been the 60th birthday of, of, of Cliff Burton, the basis of, of Metallica. Sadly, he passed away in 1986. Billy Masson was officially released in 1995. <coughs> and John says, so he's got for the first take of the wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays for this evening. John, of course, here very much. <clears throat> and we also thank our friends at 411 Mania. Uh, for providing tonight's wrestling news and views here uh, on the show. 1605-562-0444. Caller ID 138-521-POUND. It is 10.18 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode number 341 of NWO Wolfpack. Mr. W. Henshaw here, as well as the human suplex machine, John Gross, of course, alongside... Of course, now, ladies and gentlemen, we have, of course, two folks here, uh, two folks here this evening. Um, one, I am not, I'm, I think something apparently must be happening with his audio. I'm not sure what's going on, but he might need to, of course, obviously get that, get that fixed. I will go in there and introduce him any, 
anyway. But uh, he is, of course, the general manager of WCW US Fan Empire on Facebook. Of course, he also provides your daily wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays on both Fan Empire as well as WCW US Entertainment Cavalcade. He is also a multiple time title holder in our Trivia Championship Series. <clears throat> also, of course, here. Uh, also, of course, here, uh, <clears throat> as well as in GSWI. Also, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I will go and let you know, of course, um, I will not do that since since I think he might be going to solve this problem, um, that, of course, he does have the extreme lightness of both Arsenio Hall, Lionel Richie, and now, of course, James Brown. So anytime you see this man, Um, and of course, he might be, of course, getting his hot tub prepared. Of course, because he's saying still get in the hot tub, it's gonna make him sweat. Don't get in the hot tub because it's gonna make him wet. And of course, we'll introduce him just in just a few minutes. But I will tell you, he does also hail, ladies and gentlemen, from Indianapolis, Indiana. So that's what we'll say for right now. He'll he should be back with us, of course, here momentarily. I will say we do have another gentleman standing by. Let's go ahead and bring him in. He is a three-time WCW US Hall of Famer. He is, of course, part of the team which brings you both uh, Raw Radio every Monday afternoon as well as Sports Machine every every um, <clears throat> every uh, every uh, Friday afternoon and also likes to Sports Machine every Friday afternoon, of course, right here on Talk Shoe. He's also a multiple-time title holder in both WCW US and GSWI. And also, ladies helps me in state of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where of course he does not simply, simply like the, the city. And of course, that definitely tells it like it is when it comes to wrestling, sports, entertainment, everything, of course, of that nature. And also, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, he does it very, very proudly, very, very uniquely, and with a very unique style. He does it very, very succinctly. But also, ladies and gentlemen, he's the first man that I know of that he that has ever done it without wearing a pair of pants. And also, so he does sing that song by Rod Stewart. Do you think I'm sexy every time he waits to get on the air? So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we do have our first um, person I introduced back on the air. So I'll bring them all, but both in at the same time here. Let's welcome to episode number 341 of NWO Wolfpack here, of course, here tonight. Of course, from Indianapolis, Indiana, the Godfather of Soul, Justin Lewis Fleming. And Thank you. Pittsburgh, and Allison Pitt. You know him simply as JD. And I don't know if we, if, I don't know if we, rather than if we think he's sexy or not. Uh, of course, uh, <laughs> uh, JD, Jared D. Geralmo. JD, uh, Justin, welcome, of course, to 341 of Wolfpack. Thank you very much here, of course, here for uh, being here with us here tonight. <clears throat> so, uh, but that being said here, uh, of course, of course, here, uh, while we, um, while we, of course, like I said, um, uh, before we turn JD loose, because I know he'll probably have a few things to get off of his get off of his chest here. Um, I will also, of course, make a note, small note here, ladies and gentlemen. I was informed earlier today that due to, of course, um, possibly some other technical situations going on, maybe I'm sure, probably with talk shoe, I'm not sure what happened. Uh, but apparently they were not able to get their special episode of Sports Machine, and I'm sure there'll be 
some more about that or a little bit later on in the show. Uh, but uh, <clears throat> but uh, John, uh, uh, let's see, uh, John, anything? Okay, here we go. John's going to say a couple things about Dynamite Rife Pass. Let's go ahead and read those. He says, what can we say about AEW? It was what an outstanding show. It was magnificent and also awesome. Keith Lee made his AW debut and two awesome matches with Punk and Moxley taking on FTR and Omega versus Archer in a Texas death match where the title was amazing. Brutal and gets. And Josh, that's all he's got to say about last night's edition of Dynamite. Before, of course, we turn uh, Justin loose on, of course, his thoughts about last night's show. Let's, of course, let JD, of course, get a lot of things off of his chest, which I'm pretty sure that he he he, he definitely does. Uh, <clears throat> which I'm, and let's, with that, with that being said here, folks, I'm going to take a tiny breather here um, away from just one second. But I will, of course, be, uh, I will, of course, be standing by here and listening in. With that being said, let's go ahead and send it over here to the Iceman and see what he's got on his mind here this evening. All right. First off, we want to congratulate, of course, Dick Vermeil, Tony Baselli, and, of course, Cliff Branch. They were pounding out tonight that they will be going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame class of 2022. Also, congratulations definitely goes out to Jabbar Chase, of course, if you will, and Joe Burning, Rookie of the Year and Comeback Player of the Year in the NFL, as well as T.J. Watt, the Pittsburgh Steelers Defensive Player of the Year. Meanwhile, however... AEW Dynamite scored 1.13 million this week. However, they did a big, big number. However, needless to say, however, as they showed why last night in their first appearance in Atlantic City, why it was such a damn good show. And of course, I gave you my thoughts last night about Dynamite. And all I can say is, again, all you have to do is go back and watch that Texas Death match and also that uh, pretty unique tag team match, however, between FDR and, of course, Moxley and CM Punk. Now, Coming up tomorrow night, of course, we know we've got the big matches coming up, including Robin Renegade versus Dr. Bitch Baker, if you will. We also know, believe it or not, however, that they will also have, believe it or not, the Gun Club or the Ass Boys taking on the Jungle Jurassic Express. Now, we have heard SmackDown is going to be in New Orleans tomorrow night, but here's the kicker. We do not know if it'll be a double taping. Because of this, however, we know that Raw will be in Justin's neck of the woods on Valentine's Day this Monday night, however, on Sci-Fi, however, if you will, at the Gamebridge Fieldhouse, or the Conseco Fieldhouse, the Banker's Life Fieldhouse, what have you. But we do not know where Raw's third SmackDown is going to be next Friday night. So could this mean a double taping? More than likely, it very well could be. But, of course, we will continue to watch this story very, very carefully. Meanwhile, okay. some other news to report, of course, earlier tonight, of course, as we heard, of course, uh, uh, let's see here, I did see some other news, however, that happened tonight, however, um, I can't remember what else I saw, like I said, I did see some other stuff, however, like I said, of course, we talk, um, had a lot going down in the NBA trade deadline today. One of the deals that did occur, however, was James Harden, of course, trading out, however, from the Brooklyn Nets to the Philadelphia 76ers with Ben Simmons, if you will, as well as some other things along the way, but that's beside the point. Now, also tonight on YouTube, on all elite wrestling, however, if you will, there was a very special edition of Thursday Night Dark. That being said, of course, we'll talk about that in just a little while and tell you who 
did occur, however, on that show. Uh, okay, here we go. Apparently, we do have an update also on WWE's latest schedule events with Bill Goldberg. As a result, he is set to appear, believe it or not, however, for tomorrow night's show in New Orleans, which will also include next week's episode, the final one for the Chamber. But he is not currently set for any other events leading up to WrestleMania 38 following next Saturday, however, so that means he might be out of action for a while and possibly need surgery, you understand. Of course, we'll continue to update you that if anything changes, if you will. Also, we understand Brock Lesnar and Ronda Rousey are set for the Madison Square Garden show. That show will occur next month, if you will. Rousey will team up with Sasha Banks against Natalya and Charlotte Flair. In addition to that, Seth Freaking Rollins will take on Roman Reigns for the Universal title. Now, we do not know when they will be going to MSG, but we will continue to watch this story very, very carefully. And as far as any other news goes, um, I have not heard anything as of yet, Teller, but we will continue to watch and let you know if we hear anything else. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Here, of course, here, JD. Let's give you this one more time, here, folks. One six zero five five six two zero four four four. Caller ID one three eight five two one pound. This is episode three hundred and forty one of NWO Wolfpack. This is a Thursday, February tenth, two thousand and twenty two. Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw here, alongside, of course, the Iceman Jared DiGirolamo, the Human Suplex Machine John Gross, and the Godfather of Soul Justin Lewis Fleming here, of course, here with you here tonight. Uh, right now, as far as tomorrow goes, um, um, we do know that, of course, tomorrow night at 9 o'clock, of course, will be episode 1104 of WCWS Revolution 1380555, as we will bring you your news and views and history and birthdays. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, we'll talk about what about some of the, result, what, the results that do come in for, of course, SmackDown and AEW Rampage. And also, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, we will definitely... Have, We'll definitely bring to you, of course, the official, uh, the official, of course, uh, results of the four uh, championship poll matches currently going on right now on the Pay-Per-View Prediction Center Third Wave Facebook page. Be sure to, of course, listen in on all that tomorrow night at 9 o'clock uh, right here, of course, as part of the radio network right here on Talk Show. Now, as we said here before, ladies and gentlemen, there was, according to the Kenny Club's Mitt Patel, there was a, supposed to be a special episode of Sports Machine this afternoon. However, I was informed by Mr. Patel that, uh, of course, uh, sport, uh, Sports Machine's uh, 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 main, uh, for respect to Jet, uh, Sports Machine's, of course, uh, main, main host, uh, the loose cannon Shaquille Colsipas, did have some difficulty in getting that show going earlier today. Um, uh, apparently, uh, apparently, according to some of the reports I have, um, uh, apparently it seemed what what happened was was that the only uh, apparently what I was told from Mitt Black was having problems with talk shoe, and after trying to find any, if there was any indication of what exactly what he was doing, the only thing I pretty much said it actually cut Shaq off. Apparently, it, must, it just shut itself off possibly a couple of times after I think Shaq tried to reboot it. Um, I don't know, if J.D., if you were nearby, of course, when this happened, do you happen to notice? I, I might have if, 
been going all right by then or if not, how are I, I I know we did have an issue or two here there, but I think I left a little early. But I uh, will talk to Shaq about it at some point. Okay, and also and also if, if there is going to be any episode of Sports Machine at all, even if it's tomorrow or this weekend, please of course keep us up to date because we definitely would uh, definitely of course would like to try to get it, get it in the books. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. And also ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately we were at self wrestling debate in as as well. Um I don't know if there was any problems with that of course here or not. Apparently it may it may have been some indication that Shaq, of course, may not have gotten that show started either. I'm not sure what's going on with that. Um, of course, here we are going to try to find out from Shaq about what happened. Um, but we will, of course, keep you informed about here about, about that here as well. Uh, <clears throat> but in the meantime, before we get to Justin's take on what happened last night on Dynamite, let me right fast run, of course through these three mat these four I'm sorry these four matches here before we before I'll before turning it over uh turn it over here to Justin I'm sure right now Justin of course currently right now is of course trying to s- s- soak it up in his hot tub I'm sure he's got a bad back right now uh so uh <clears throat> and and of course he's gonna be inviting JD over there of course here in the JD if you go over well, there I'm don't not, get his hot tub I'm glad that I'm going to be taking off a little early, guys. I will be back tomorrow night, so I will see you guys tomorrow night then. Okay. All right, J.D. Thank you very much, sir. J.D., we'll talk at you here tomorrow night, and we appreciate it. Thank you very much, sir, sir. Uh, uh, have a good evening. Talk at you tomorrow night on Revolution. Anything on Sports Machine, let me know. Okay, never mind. Okay. Uh, but, uh, but we'll definitely try to find out Sports Machine tomorrow. Uh, like I said, if it's from JD or from Mitt or from Shaq, we will definitely, of course, ladies and gentlemen, keep you informed of that uh, about that. Uh, unless, of course, they decide to do it on during Sports Machine's normal ta- time frame, which is tomorrow it would be tomorrow afternoon at four o'clock Eastern. But we will find out something here, and we will let you know, of course, as soon as we possibly can. Now, let's see if we can. Uh, uh, okay, uh, I have, um, and maybe John, before I get to that, maybe John can probably shed some light on something here. John, apparently I have a post that was posted by John on the pay-per-view prediction center third wave facebook page um uh, i don't know if you saw saw this particular post or not but do you know who who what what, i mean just and just asking out of curiosity here do you know what this is pertaining to um Was it somewhat was it a relative of his, John, or was it Oh wait a minute. Um
but okay let me just read this my apologies ladies and gentlemen for this delay here um uh jared thornton who is a, i believe he is a member of john's group um of gswi of course who does take part in some of our prediction title challenges here from time to time posted something here earlier today uh uh actually earlier this afternoon he said as you know uh dennis i'm not sure who dennis is exactly but john did say it was somebody from one of the john what is what is the e-feds what 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 is that i mean i have not i've never heard of that Oh, it's an an internet Facebook group. Okay, okay. Can you send me some information about that group, John? If you find out something about that for me, I appreciate it. Anyway, this gentleman here has been hospitalized since January 11th. ICU team at Martha Jefferson has taken excellent care of him. Unfortunately, this time the team has reached the end of treatment options, and he can. This gentleman continues to decline. After much prayer and thoughtful consideration, Dennis will be transitioning to palliative care. This essentially means that his care team will keep them comfortable as his journey ends. This is not the news we wanted to get. Thank you very much for your continued prayers and well wishes. We appreciate you very much. We know you will offer and we're going to appreciate it. There is nothing we need at this time except for, of course, what we can't have, and that is our son, grandson, brother, uncle, nephew, cousin, and friend. And he goes on to say that he has no more words, and he says, thank you. Perfect. Um, thank you. And John t- mentioned to him with respect to this, um, I need, uh, and with all due respect to this, and like I said, we, WWS also will join will join up of course in in the prayer and what we call of course a prayer chain for this gentleman but unfortunately like i said um i have to um i have to take it off because we need the space for the for do all the poll matches we have something big coming up so please inform jared i apologize for that but and if he has any if he has any thought if he has uh any problem if he has anything thank you and tell him i apologize about that but but anyway ladies and gentlemen uh we do have something big of that but that that does not mean ladies and gentlemen that we we will not of course join in that in that prayer um but anyway let's go ahead here ladies and gentlemen and get you of course up to date on the poll matches here one one last one last of course uh Uh, first off, the AWS Holiday Bash Championship. Of course, we have not had um, much movement in this, of course, so far. Uh, currently, John is leading right now with Alayla Peters. Uh, John currently has, Alayla Peters currently has one. 
And George Palmarino, unfortunately, does not have any votes yet at all. The Impact U.S. Emergence Championship match between Justin and Michelle. Currently, ladies and gentlemen, Justin is leading MLD right now, three votes to one. WWUS Shockmaster Championship, of course, currently up for grabs. Jared Thornton is leading the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, three votes to two. And also in the WCWS Greatest Royal Rumble Championship, right now it is currently set at a tie, right, as of, as of, of course, right now. Shaq and JD are currently tied at two votes apiece. Um, I will go and point out that in the event that this match does end in a tie, um, then I will, then, then obviously here, um, we will keep the match going throughout the weekend until, of course, they're here. And I will officially announce the winner of this on, um, on uh, next Monday's edition of Raw Radio. So, but like I said, you still have plenty of time here, of course, to vote between tonight and before Revolution tomorrow night. So get your votes in today by going to the Pay-Per-View Prediction Center Third Way Facebook page by going to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWUS PTC Third Wave. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead here. And I know I've been keeping Justin a little bit uh Keep keeping Justin waiting here a little bit, and of course I'll send my apologies out there to him. Um, besides, he looked too—he just looked too relaxed sitting in that hot tub. So I mean, you can't blame the guy anyway. So. <laughs> uh, but that being said, here, uh, Justin, let's get your take here, bud. As far as what happened last night on AW Dynamite, anything that stood out in your mind there, bud? That that uh, that you kind of like from last night's show. I'm really happy that Keith Lee is an AEW and um, he's a happily married man to um, my favorite uh, female wrestler, May Young. And I'm looking at a future AEW champion and um, I'm and, and I really hope that um, CM Punk gets his hands on MJF. Certainly. Well, of course, I think that victory last night, I think he, he, uh, he kind of earned him another opportunity. Punk earned him himself another opportunity against MJF, I think. And I guess it's probably going to happen at the Revolution pay-per-view, I'm assuming. I think that's what was said or something like that, I think. So, uh, Anything else there, Justin? And uh, I, um, I'm, I hope that um, Jay Cargill loses that TV, that bitch. Jay Cargill loses that TBS, um, AWTBS women's title. And um, I hope that, um, who else? Uh, Thunder Rosa gets um, Mercedes Martinez and that bitch, Britt Baker. There you go. Sounds good. And, and of course, and of course, ladies, and of course, uh, Justin, our motto is Jade Cargill is really a man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let's just say, Justin, that compared to that that lawyer fellow that that walks out there with her, I think she's got more balls than he does. Oh, mm. okay. Whoa. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. But obviously, sometime down the road, ladies and gentlemen, Cargill will lose that title. There's no question about it. Uh, so we'll definitely be watching on that. Of course, very very carefully. Uh, also, ladies and gentlemen, 
still to come here, of course, we'll be bringing you, of course, our special announcement concerning our next prediction title challenge, and it'll be a real big one here. Um, I will be bringing that to you. But first off here, folks, let's see if we can get, um, of course, around this time, you know, we'll, as we always do, every Thursday we, of course, bring you, of course, uh, any updates that we do have, of course, on uh, – we do have – we, of course, definitely bring you uh, – um, Every Thursday, of course, the results of that night's um, Impact Wrestling. So let's see if we can let's see if we can actually um, let's see if we can uh, f- find some, find out some information. Uh, uh, okay, let's see. I think I think we probably got something right here. Let's see. Uh, yes, Beeston, uh, BleacherReport.com, of course, has your winners, grades, reaction, and highlights from tonight's edition of Impact Wrestling. Let's see, of course, uh, let's see some of those. Let's, let's of course, see. Uh, uh, um, let's, let's, of course, see, see some, of those, some of those results right here. The March to No Surrender on February 19th continued on Thursday as Access TV with a show that highlighted the men and women that would play integral parts at the live event special. Scott Amore sent Josh Alexander home. Honor No More found opposition from an unlikely source. Tasha Steele sent the message loudly and clearly to Mickey James. And the Bullet Club had words for violent by design. What went down, who emerged with momentum on their side, and what did it mean for the other? Coming event. Here's, here's a recap of this week's show. Mm, excuse me. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, our first, our first, uh, our first um, moment here. Josh Alexander does start the show here. And first off, here, folks. Josh Alexander kicked off this week's show with a promo in which he sought to get a few things off his chest. He vowed that Impact Wrestling wasn't going to war with Honor No More without him and turned it into the world title and the rematch against Moose that he never received. He suggested that there was a reason Scott DeMore didn't give him said match, but after no surrender, whether it's Moose or W. Morrissey, he is going to be waiting for them. Big Khan, who, of course, was formerly Connor of WWE's The Ascension, interrupted. Alexander said he knew why the big man was there and challenged him to a match. That match ensued, and within seconds, Alexander tapped his opponent out with the ankle lock. A furious Alexander Alexander refused to draw Diamore to the ring after showing the EVP, the executive vice president, to the mat. The two longtime friends had an emotional back and forth that ended with the head of the company sending the walking weapon home and taking him out of the No Surrender pay per view match against Honor No More. The result was Alexander defeated Connor or Big Con, whatever you want to call him. He received a B plus grade. The analysis this was a great way to intensify the mounting dissension between Alexander and more simultaneously taking the former out of the equation until impact is ready to reintroduce him to the world title picture at a later date. The intensity of the promo, the personal touches added by Diamore and the crowd's reaction to the most impactful lines, of course, no pun intended, helped make this a hot start to the show. While the company brought Khan in, into that second song, butt kicking is a question only it knows the answer to. Ne- next up here, of course, here, folks. Uh, um, 
Deanna Perrazzo's open challenge. Apparently, she issued an open Deanna Perrazzo return to the squirt circle this week, putting either the AAA Reina de Reinas or the Ring of Honor women's title on the line uh, and then in an open challenge. Former NXT star Santana Garrett answered said challenge, squaring up against a woman she was very familiar with. The virtuoso weathered the early storm between wrestling and near falls before wrestling control of the match and targeting the left arm of her opponent. The fiery challenger fought her way back into the match, but Perazzo countered a kick with the into the Koji clutch. Garrett created separation, climbed to the top rope, and came off with what with one would assume was a crossbody attempt. Perazzo caught her mid-flight and applied the Fujiwara armbar. Garrett tried to counter out, but the virtuoso caught her with a roll-up for the win. The result, unfortunately, Deanna Perazzo defeated Sanders. He received the B grade. The analysis was Perazzo continued to demonstrate the skills and abilities that have led to some consider her the best women's wrestler on the planet. You're right. The virtuoso absorbed everything thrown at her, countered or reversed a bunch of it, and was able to stack up her opponent for the victory. While it's almost disappointing to see Perazzo not involved in something of more meaning right now, having these random one-off matches where she can go to the ring, show off a bit, and score wins, far from the worst usage of her. Uh, Our next matchup here, of course, Mickey James takes on Chelsea Green. Close friends, Chelsea Green and Knockouts World Champion Mickey James battled tonight in non-title action, while number one t- contender Tasha Steeles and the imposing Savannah Evans watched her from ringside. Green caught G- James off guard with a baseball slide, then rocked her with a back elbow. Green tried to find prettier maneuver, but the champion countered into a Mickey T attempt. Green countered that and delivered a cutter, drawing the ire of Steeles, who interfered by throwing trash into the ring. Even Evans flattened Green at ringside as the referee called for the bell, disqualifying Mickey James. The heels exited, proud of their actions, while James checked on Green at ringside. So apparently, ladies and gentlemen, my, my personal opinion of this right here, it seems that Tasha Steele is trying to get his head, but we'll just see how we'll just see what happens here. Uh, <clears throat> as a result here, Green defeated Mickey James via DQ. This received a C plus grade. Analysis is the analysis of this match. This felt like a Cliff's Notes version of what a higher profile match between James and Green would look like. Steele's interfering because because or because of you, you utilizing her finisher on James was a nice hint of the mind games. He may, may be playing with just a heel. It still feels very much like Green is destined to betray Mickey James, and the result will be an intensely personal feud. Unfortunately for Steeles, that makes her feel like a placeholder contender, a role she is better than. The former tag team champion is a dynamic, charismatic performer who belongs at or near the top of the knockouts division. If she doesn't take the title on February 19th, she should sooner rather than later, as in before the end of this year. Next up, ladies and gentlemen, the bullet speaks. Ahead of a historic first-time-ever match between the Gorillas of Destiny and the Good Brothers of No Surrender, Bullet Club hit the ring to address the Impact Wrestling fans. Tongaloa addressed the aforementioned tag title match before Jay White brought up the recent partnership between the Good Brothers and Violet by Design. An enraged Eric Young and Violet by Design teammates Diener and Joe Doring interrupted. <clears throat> Young claimed that his faction runs things in Impact only for White 
him that Bull Clinton for a decade and that the faction is always on top. The back and forth culminated with EY challenging White to a six-man tag next week, only for Switchblade to suggest that they fight now. The Good Brothers joined the fray, standing side-by-side side with Violent by Design. Tomatonga thanked Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson for leaving New Japan. The Good Brothers put over, put over their resumes in different companies, to which Tonga responded by saying they have all, they've only been everywhere because they were fired from everywhere. After they beat him in the Gorillas of Destiny are firing the Good Brothers from the Bullet Club. It's received a B grade. Analysis was White, Loa, and Tonga were red hot with some great content here, but the weaving of feuds was a bit was a bit all over the place. It started with hype for the tag title match, then switched to the upcoming match between White and Young, and returned to the tag bout. Why not just focus on all of it on the tag team match early tag match earlier? Then in with White or vice versa. The matches should be fun, wild, potentially chaotic. It would be great to see the Bullet Club emerge victoriously and stay on the side of the so-called Forbidden Door, but Impact has a lot invested in Violet by Design and the Good Brothers, so it would not be it would not be a surprise to see either act either act standing tall at no uh, at no surrender. Our next match up here uh, <clears throat> was Rhino and Rich Swan taking on Matt Taven and Mike Bennett of Honor No More. With questions surrounding Team Impact's fifth participant at No Surrender abounding, especially after prospective choice Jonathan Gresham was found knocked out, former world champion Rich Swan and Rhino banded together to battle Honor No More's Matt Taven and Mike Bennett. The heels capitalized on a distraction caused by the barring of Vincent, PCO, Chris Saban, and Eddie Edwards from ringside and worked over Swan. They isolated him, cut him off from his partner. A big enziguri from Swan to Bennett allowed him to escape their clutches and tag in Rhino. The man beast exploded into the match before he could set up for his trademark gore. Maria Canellis Bennett hopped up from the commentary position and threw powder in the eyes of the babyface. The heels scored the win from there before stopping by and threatening longtime Ring of Honor owner Kerry Silken. Steve Michaelin made the save. After clearing the heels out of the ring, he approached. Scott D'Amore and, and Ian Riccoboni backstage and played his case for inclusion in the No Surrender main event. After imploding, imploring Edwards, Saban, Rhino, and, and Swan, he was ex- accepted as the fifth man. The result was the honor, honor No More did defeat Rhino and Swan. This received a C plus <clears throat> grade. Analysis was this was a solid tag match that showed off that. Bennett and tag team chemistry, something longtime fans of Ring of Honor were already familiar with. Also, that Canellis Bennett factored so heavily into the finish proved that she is every bit the threat that her male counterparts in the faction are. To a degree, she is not. Mocklin making save and taking his claim to a top spot with Team Impact after being attacked by the Hills a week ago was a great bit of booking and sets him up as the anti-hero of the team. The influx of Hills sets him up to be more of a babyface Given his no nonsense bad accessory, that, that is a solid move. Do not be surprised if it turns out if it if it if it turns out <clears throat> Gresham's attacker was in fact the former forgotten son, as he sought to find his way into the no surrender main event, no matter what. Of course, a no DQ match here. Of course, the last match here between Brian Myers and W. Morrissey. Just when it looked like the learning tree 
Kim Dyson don't have a say in the outcome of Thursday's no DQ match between Brian Myers and W. Morrissey. The big man ended their nights by driving them through tables and ensuring the match would be one-on-one. Myers answered by taping Morrissey to the middle rope and peppering him with, with kendo stick sh- shots about the body. After some taunting and with nowhere for the top contender to the Impact World title to go, Myers scaled the ropes and delivered a van Terminator, driving a trash can into the face of his opponent. Morris fired up and unleashed hell on the most professional wrestler. The big man dropped Myers, grabbed the kendo stick, and punished him. He executed a powerbomb to which the crowd chanted one more time. The babyface produced a bag of thumbtacks and proceeded to deliver two more powerbombs into them before scoring a three count. Moose attacked after the bell, wrapping a chair around Morris's head and bashing it with another, leaving him, leaving him in a heap at ringside to close the show. The result was Morrissey defeated Myers. Seedness. The analysis was this was a much more competitive match than one would have expected with bigger bumps and a hell of a finish. With the two power bombs into thumbtacks, Myers was presented like a top-tier com- competitor and really had Morsi reeling more than once in a match. But this was all about the, the big man showing his intensity and resilience en route to the win. The post-match was a great way to end the show with Moose once again getting the best of Morrissey, but only managing to do so following attack. The pay-per-view match is about to be a hell of a heavyweight battle. Should give fans an indication of what the future will look like for Impact Wrestling. And most importantly, will go a long way in telling us how much faith the company has in Morrissey. So, ladies and gentlemen, there is, of course, your rundown of, of everything that did take place uh, tonight here, of course, on Impact Wrestling. I did notice, I think, while we were doing that, ladies and gentlemen, the human suplex machine, John, to leave us here for the night. Uh, I believe he may also have a, uh, he may be doing his show tonight. I'm not sure, but, but of course, we will hopefully talk to him, of course, tomorrow uh, on WCWS Revolution. Uh, in the meantime here, Justin, let's get your take here, bud. Um, let's get your take here about, of course, um, about uh, what I just read here about tonight's episode of Impact. Um, that bit that I saw, that, um, redheaded bitch, um, Rhea Canellas, um, throw, um, um, interfering the match and cost, um, cost Rhino and his, um, other tag team partner to, um, um, when he attack, losing a tag team match, and they'll be. Uh, I, I, I hope. I hope they'll they'll pay. Right. Um, honor, honor no more. There you go. Okay. Uh, any other thoughts? I, I hope um, Dion Prazel um stolen it got another um um. Win by um um, got um I think yeah Dion Perazzo um got another win, but got one one against Santana Guerra and um I hope she loses that um Impact Women's uh, um knockouts title soon some that time down the road. Right. Well, see, see the belt she's got Justin is the AAA Reina de Reina's title and the oh that's Reina right yeah. And the Ring of Honor women's title. He's got those both those belts. Um but uh but see remember Mickey James has the knockouts title still. So, so uh that's right, yeah, that's right. 
and this this is also proven, ladies and gentlemen, that Impact is one of those organizations that is making, pardon the pun, an impact in the world of professional wrestling and all that, and is giving the fans something, as I've been saying here all along, is giving the fans, you know, <clears throat> what what they've been missing, of course, like I said, you know, obviously the fact that obviously WWE is not, not really not really in a way, you know, not 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 giving the fans what they actually want to see anymore. Uh uh but um but never but never but nevertheless here folks uh um you know this forbidden door thing especially what they're doing right now with obviously with new and even of course obviously to a degree kind of doing it with ring of honor even though ring of honor is not it's not going to be active again until possibly sometime in april but at least they're keeping ring of honor going in some respect if you y'all notice this here folks so it'll be of course another another great show here as they head in towards what should be in a week a week from of course this saturday will be impacts no surrender pay-per-view be sure to definitely of course check that 1605-562-0444 caller id 138-521-pound like i said this is episode number 341 of nwo wolfpack uh this is thursday February 10th, 2022. Mr. WCW US Chad Hinshaw on the line, as well as now the Godfather of Soul, Justin Lewis Fleming, is of course 11 p.m. Eastern Time here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we, we want to once again thank the Iceman, Jared D. Rollins, and Suplex Machine, John Gross, for joining us here. Bef- of course, before we get to Justin's take here, ladies and gentlemen, I did promise we had a special announcement, of course, I'm going to, we're going to make here. Um, there'll be more. There'll be more posts about this. Uh, about this, of course, um, uh, come, coming up here, of course, here very, very soon. But in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, which of course it may end up starting toward this weekend. But I will go ahead and point this out here, ladies and gentlemen, that we are going to do, of course, another big time prediction title challenge here in WCWS. In which, of course, as you know, this coming uh, Tuesday, of course, the day after Valentine's, will be NXT's Vengeance Day. Even though, even though it will be, of course, like I said, and just an episode of Vengeance Day. I mean, an episode of NXT still is going to be probably they're treating it as if it's like going to be a pay per view or something like that. So we're going to. Uh, so <clears throat> let me get to let me get to what I'm saying. Trying to say here that, of course, it is being hyped up with a lot of lot, with some great matches. Of course, already already lined up. Of course, here for uh for for next week's show here. Of course, um, of course, as you know, ladies and gentlemen, the North American title up for grabs. Carmelo Hayes defends against Cameron Grimes. The NXT Women's Tag Team Titles will be on the line as Toxic Toxic Attraction. Uh, Gigi Dolan and J.C. Jane will defend against a team of Indy Hartwell and Persia Parada. Uh, a weaponized steel cage match will take place between Pete Dunne and Tony D'Angelo. And one on, a match for the NXT title will take place as Braun Breaker will defend against Santos Escobar. Of course, you can actually expect to find uh, uh, 
members of his group Legado del Fantasma, of course, here. Um, um, uh, I'm sure not too far behind, but of course, there'll probably be some watch, be some watching here there. And also, ladies and gentlemen, the finals of the of the men's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, as the Creed Brothers, Brutus and Julius, uh, and of course, with other members of the Diamond Mine, including Roderick Strong, Vivens, and Nile, will take on Wesley and Nash Carter, the former Tag Team Champions, of course, MSK. And the winner of that will receive a future shot at it at the NXT tag team titles, which I believe are still being held by Imperium. So that'll be a good match, good show, of course, right there. And then, of course, also a week from this, um, a week from this Saturday will be, of course, the um, Elimination Chamber event, which will take place in, in uh, which will take place, of course, in uh, Saudi Arabia. Uh, and of course, obviously, as we know of right now, there are six matches, of course, lined up here, of course, for this. Uh, first off, Elimination Chamber for the WWE title, as Bobby Lashley will defend against Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins, Austin Theory, Riddle, and AJ Styles. Raw Women's title match will be up for grabs as Becky Lynch will defend against Hall of Famer Lita. The SmackDown Tag Team titles will be up for grabs as the Usos will defend against the Viking Raiders. The Universal title match will take place. Uh, as Roman Reigns will defend against Goldberg. Uh, Drew McIntyre will take on Madcap Moss. Of course, obviously, we can expect to find Moss's uh, partner in crime, Happy Corbin, of course, um, at, at his corner. And also, of course, the Elimination Chamber match for a future Raw Women's for a Raw Women's title match at WrestleMania 30. So far, uh, there are Let's see, one, two, three, four, five uh, women announced for this match. There's one yet to be announced, and that is, so far, we do have Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, uh, Piper Niven. Of course, we're not calling her by the name that the WWE is currently calling her as, and also Nikki Cross. I'm not calling her the ASH name because uh, um, that's not really, in a way, working out there for her currently uh <clears throat> but uh but of course like we said there is of course a empty spot here uh, <clears throat> uh there was one spot here of course there's still remaining which i'm sure that that will probably determine that'll probably determine this coming monday on raw but we'll definitely have to wait and see of course what will happen there now, now ladies and gentlemen are asking mr wws what 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 is your big what is your big surprise what is your big what is your big prediction title challenge going to be well it is going to be pure and simple with both of these events happening in the same week vengeance day and the elimination chamber is that we are going to have that what we're going to do is we are going to have have of course a prediction title challenge of course, featuring both events, and with of course the official numbers not going. The official numbers are that are that the official numbers not being counted until after the elimination chamber event. Of course, is over with. So you've got eleven matches, ladies and gentlemen, between the Vengeance Day event and the elimination chamber event. So this could earn up possibly earn up as much as eleven 
points and force here in this. So that is a big number, a big number indeed. Uh, Chris, unless, of course, WWE does plan on adding something, you know how Vince can be a little bit sneaky. So that could possibly happen. So what does that also mean? What, what What's going to be at stake? Well, like I said, um, after, of course, uh, making some, making some, making some, uh, doing some checking out here, um, at last report, ladies and gentlemen, uh, <clears throat> one, one title that will be, that will be, um, one title that is, of course, going to be, in, we'll just say, involved in this is going to be the the NXT US Vengeance Championship. Now, ladies and gentlemen, currently the loose camp Cole Cephas holds that championship. It has not really been defended. It has not it has not been defended in in a little over a year, in almost a whole year. So what we're going to so what's going what's going to go down here is that like i said you know if save shack decides to be involved in this challenge and all that you know he'll have his opportunity but ladies and gentlemen one of the one of the things that could earn in this is a as a as a as a matchup against the loose cannon shaquille colcephus for the nxt us vengeance championship now also doing some exploring here, ladies and gentlemen. I did make one other. I didn't. I did make, of course, uh, one other observation here in this. As you know, Rumble prediction title challenge. There were two championships, of course, that were decided because uh, we had to, of course, crown new champions because the the, the two belts, obviously the. WCW US Shockmaster Championship and the Impact US Emergence Championship were both held by the late Senor Antonio Gutierrez. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we said if we found out if if, if Mr. if Senor Gutierrez did hold the championships, then of course, ladies and gentlemen, we would have to of course crown a new champion in that process with respect and in memory of Senor Gutierrez, of course, with we kept that we definitely have been keeping that in mind. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we did find another one that Senor Gutierrez did hold. Of course, he actually won this uh, sometime I think in March of last year. I'm not. I don't think he's had a. Chance. He did some major league defending about it after he won it. I believe he is actually have we had it has not been decided. Is not that belt has not been uh, competed for here for quite some time. So, ladies and gentlemen, another belt that will be decided here, a new champion will be crowned. It will be the WCW US Horseman Championship. Um, like I said, because, like I said, due to Senor Gutierrez, you know, like I said, last holding it, of course, here, and since, of course, since what happened to Senor Gutierrez, we uh, now have to, of course, crown a brand new champion. So that belt will also be decided. And there may be several others, of course, here as well. So, ladies and so, so like I said, ladies and gentlemen, I want to go ahead and pass that along here to you. And what we're going to do, we're going to combine all matches. 
we're going to go in order first starting with vengeance day then going on to uh then then going on to of course the elimination chambers everyone will have an opportunity to get all their votes in because the more people that do sign up for this you know you know <clears throat> the better the better their chances will be of course and possibly earning an opportunity at not only these uh, shot at these two bits, but of course some of the others that we are going to be putting out there of course here as well and yes ladies and gentlemen i will 100 percent be posting on our pay-per-view prediction center third wave facebook page about what the other championships are going to be i will of course keep i will of course ladies and gentlemen keep everyone i will of course definitely keep everyone informed of that as well so with that being said here ladies and gentlemen like i said i'm pretty certain that some of our guys i'm sure including jd and john and Nit and Justin, I'm sure they're probably going to want to be involved. Um, so, uh, so as soon as we get those matches posted, we will, of course, pass the word out here to everyone, and we will get them lined up here, of course, here as soon as we possibly can. But it ought to be a big time of here, of course, here. And like I said, a lot will be, of course, up here at stake. Uh, so be sure to, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <clears throat> Um, and we will, of course, decide what we're going to do about the, of course, the 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 other matches, of course, for the the other championships, of course, here as well. Uh, we may, of course, add on uh, add on the, the belts that, that, of course, are currently being decided this week. The next matches we may, of course, put us on the tail end of all this, but we will keep everybody informed about this as soon as possible. So. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, we'll get you more updates about that. Of course, obviously, starting here uh, tomorrow with Revolution, and of course, about the weekend, we'll try to get you some more updates and let you know about what will definitely go down. Now, ladies and gentlemen, of course, before we, of course, uh, before we, of course, uh, jump uh, jump off for the evening, let's go ahead and go to the old Justin Lewis Fleming, who, of course, ladies and gentlemen. Feels like a million bucks after being, of course, in that hot tub. Of course, he's the hot tub man number one, and he definitely feels good. <laughs> uh, of course, with the, of course, he has the second second part of our wrestling and pop culture history and birthday reports here. Of course, for today, February the tenth. Let's go ahead and turn it over to Justin now and see what else he's got here for us about some things that happened in him on this day. Go ahead, Justin. Uh, today is a um, happy birthday, thirty happy thirtieth birth, thirty first birthday to a Tomo Mexican wrestler. Today's a happy thirty first birthday to Teddy Blair. Um, um, real name was um, uh, uh, William Paulson. Uh, I don't know where he's from. Today's a happy thirty seventh birthday to uh. Chris Rockwell from New Jersey. Today's a happy 30, uh, 39th birthday to Ishtashi Isumori. Today's a happy 40th birthday to Vanessa Craven, Canadian wrestler. Today would have been a happy 50, 52nd, uh, first birthday to uh, Louis McCullough Jr., 
um, better known by his ring um, Louis Spicoli. He, uh, from, um, he performed in Mexico in the ring name McDonald's boyfriend and for the um, WWE as Red Radford in ECW and Extreme Championship Wrestling in the 1990s as Louis Spicoli. I just said. Right. And, and today's a uh, happy 50th birthday to 50, 51st birthday to um, Lisa Marie Vernon, Brandon my ring name, Victoria in WWE and Chuck Terry and Impact Wrestling and, and TNA. Did uh, John mention him, Chad? He did not mention Vic. He did not. He did not mention. You said Victoria. He did not mention Victoria. He did, however, mention Louis Spicoli. I do recall that. Okay. Uh, a is that would have been a happy fifty. Fifty. Fifty-sixth birthday to Christopher Romero, better known by his ring name, Chris Youngblood. He did that. He died um one year ago on, on July seventh, two thousand twenty-one. Mm-hmm. Hey, remember him? Remember him, Chad? That that does ring uh that very vaguely, but the name does ring a bell. And to, uh, today is a happy today's a happy today's also a happy sixty third birthday to uh, um, Tonga Tafita. Very known by his renamed Haku and uh Mang uh, Haku in WWE in WWE and Mang in WCW. He also wrestled on renamed King Tonga. And today would have been a happy today was would have been a happy 67th birthday to Chris Adams, um, better known by his name, um, gentleman Chris Adams, English pro wrestler. Today is also a happy. Today is a happy 68th birthday to Nori Yoshi Sugawara. And today is also today uh, is also a happy ninetieth birthday to Rafael Salmanca Flores. Brandon Marie's name Rafael Salmanca. Okay, and here's some re- today's wrestling. Are those are the birthdays? And here today's some um, today's wrestling history. Ninety years ago today, in New York City, New York, in New York City, New York, at the St. Nicholas Arena, all the tennis was one thousand five hundred. Joe Malkowitz defeated Fred Myers. Marvin Rustenberg defeated Pat O'Hara. Nick Lutz defeated Charlie Strack. 
Jim Brown defeated Kashmir Strzokowski. John Kenson Jan defeated Charlie Hansen. Ninety years ago, staying in Ridgewood, New York, um, at the Ridgewood Grove, Tiny Robot defeated Dick Davis Court. George Mandich and Ralph Wilson fought in the draw. George Hagen and Earl McCready, um, I think, probably defeated uh, George Hagen. Um, probably, uh, I think, defeated Eric, Earl McCready. I think. DEC. Um, I think, yeah. And uh, Oki Sheena defeated Frank Reeves. Ronaldo Gardena defeated Olas Kautsky. And Tony Rocco drew and Dan, Joe Dance fought in a draw. 90 years ago in New York, Newark, New Jersey at the Laurel Garden, Xander Sabo defeated Norton B. Jackson. Herb Freeman defeated Jim um, McCorrigan. Jim Whitfield and Bill Middlecoff fought in the draw. Joe Carmaro defeated Oscar ne- um, Negrin. Phil Margufugi and Gene um, Lodos fought in the draw. Nine years ago today in Hepstead, New York at, at the um, SC. Sammy Stein defeated Vanka Zelzniak. Benny Ginsberg defeated Carl Vogel. Cy Williams defeat um and Nunzio Progi fought in the draw. Gene Bruce defeated Andy Zaroff. Jack Hurley defeated friend Fernando Cardroni. Eighty years ago, stay in New York City, New York at the St. Uh, Nicholas Palace. Matt Krause defeated Joe Cox. Milo Steinberg and Hans Comfort fought in the draw. Abe Stein defeated Fred Caron. Lou Palmer and Emil Dusek um, fought in the disqualification. Um, Fought in the disqualification for um, like Lou Palmer beat Emil Dusek by disqualification. Brad Gromier defeated Chick Grobaldi. Brett Jusen um and Stan Pinto fought in the draw. Eighty years ago, seeing Ridgewood, in New York, um, in Ridgewood Grove. Eighty years ago today, George Becker defeated Michelle Leon. Michelle Leon, Mustafa Hamid defeated France. Schumann, Carol Cross defeated Fritz Siegfried, Hans Schwartz and Jack Ryder fought in the draw. Jack Bloomfield defeated Ivan Komarov. Black Panther defeated Ben Matabu. And 60 years ago today, in, um, promoted by CWC, Capital Wrestling Corporation, which is now WWE in Sunnyside, New York, Sunnyside Garden Afternoon, NWA World title, Buddy Rogers defeated Bruno San Martino. 60 years ago today um, from um, CWC, Capital Wrestling Corporation, now WWE, Joe Promote was Joe Smith in Bridgeport, Connecticut, Senior City Arena. The Fabulous Kid and Kangaroos, Al Costello and Roy Heffernan. Um, no contest. And, and um, Shohi, Sohi, Baba, and Yoki Suzuki fought in the no contest. Billy Darnell defeated Luis. Torres, Carl Von Hess defeated Luis Milano, Buddy Rogers defeated Jim LaRock, Mike Clancy and Fred Hansen's fought. Um, Mike Clancy defeated Fred Hackens in a two out of one match. Fabulous Kangaroos, Al Costello and Roy Heffernan, 
who um fought and um to um defeated Greg Jock and Pete Pete Sanchez at two zero um tag um two out of zero two out of zero tag team match. Sixty years ago today, from by AWA in St. Paul, Minnesota, in, at the Armory, Bob Giggle defeated Tiny Mills via disqualification. Larry the X Hanning and Stan Kowalski fought in the draw. Duke Hoffman defeated Blackjack Daniels. Don Jardine defeated Carl Von Strober via disqualification. Fifty years ago today, in eight from AWA in Red Lake, Minnesota, Minister Don, Don Morocco on a match card: Minister Don Morocco versus Ivan Koloff. The American Dream, Dusty Rose versus Chris Markoff, Dan Stamp versus Rick Ferreira. Forty years ago today, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Wisconsin at the auditorium for more AWA, Greg Gagne defeated AWA World Champion Nick Bockwinkel via disqualification. Cam Patera defeated Cam Patera and Bobby Duncan defeated um, Tito Santana and Hulk Hogan. Weasel suit match. Um, Buck Zumhoff defeated Bobby Heenan. Jerry Blackwell defeated Jim Brunzel via pinfall in 15 minutes. Brad Rangans and Sheik Adnan fought in the draw. Baron Von Roche defeated Sergeant Jack Goulet via pinfall in 13 and 12. Poor attendance was 5,677. Forty years ago today in Honolulu, Hawaii, Blasdale Arena, promoted by the World Wrestling Federation, now WWE, world's worst wrestling entertainment, Dynamo Milo defeated Mike Allen, Sifi Afi defeated Sebastian Stone via disqualification, Rocky Johnson fought Victor Rivera to a no contest, Salvatore Bellamo fought Roy Starr to a no contest, WWE champion Bob Backlund fought the Mr. Don Morocco to a draw. Mr. Sakalia and Superfly Toy defeated Leroy Brown and Farmer Boy Farmer Boy Ipo. Thirty years ago today, promoted our World Wrestling Federation at um, now WWE World's Worst Wrestling Entertainment at the Richfield Ohio Coliseum. Sergeant Slaughter and Jim Duggan versus the Nasty Boys. I don't know who won that match. Bret Hart versus Berserker. I don't know who won this match. Won that match. I, I don't know who. I know I did who won this match. And the, wow, 30 years ago today, 30 years ago today, the Mega Powers reunite, Chad. Hulk Hogan and the Macho Man Randy Savage versus Jake Roberts and the Undertaker defeated Jake Roberts and the Undertaker. That's at Richfield, Ohio Coliseum. Yep. And 30 years ago today, promoted by the World Wrestling Federation, um, now WWE World's Wrestling Entertainment at Sacramento, California, at Arco Arena. Attendance was 5,400. Uh, Shawn Michaels defeated, I don't know who, it was a sub for, um, who was this wrestler he fought? It was a sub for Superfly Jimmy Snooker. The Warlord pinned Chris Walker. IRS pinned Jim Brazel, sub for Kerry Von Erich. And WWE Tag Team Champion, World Warrior Animal, and the Big Boss Man sub for World Warrior Animal be the natural disaster when Animal pinned Typhoon. Animal was billed as the as one half of the WWE Tag Team Champions and an out came with his title belt despite having the 
lost the, the titles three nights before. The bout was originally scheduled as a six-man with Boss Man in the Legion of Doom versus the Mountie and Disasters. Repo Man pinned Virgil. Tito Santana pinned Mountie sub for Ted DiBiase. WWE World WWE Champion Ric Flair defeated Intercontinental Champion Roddy Piper via disqualification. Roddy Piper, after Piper was caught using using a chair, Flair brought to the ring as the referee was knocked down. Both titles were at stake in the match. 30 years ago today, in promoted by um, WWF, WWE, and SWS at Osumi, Japan, Jinsuyo Tenshu, Tenru, and Ashura Hara versus David Boy, British Bulldog David Boy Smith, and Nakaki Naoki Sano, Haku Yoshi, Yoshi, Yoshiaki Yasu versus Shinushi, Shinushi Nakano and Tsumi Kahara. George and Shusitan Takano versus Kendu Nagasaki and Kenshi Oya. The Ultimo Dragon, Kado Kung Lee and Fuhiro Nikara versus the Blue Panther, Milo Charles Jr. and, and Takayuki Nakahara. And Kabuki and Hercules versus Tashuki, um, Tashashi Ishikawa and Samson Fuyuki. 20 years ago today, on WWE WWE Sunday Night Heat, Lance Storm defeated Tajiri and Kurt Angle host um show Sunday Night Heat. And he talked about um he was talking about uh that he hopes that Triple H and how he hopes he enjoys tomorrow night because no way will be the worst day of his life and he will take his title shot. At WrestleMania, and Angle and Salsa crowd a little more as the show goes off the air. And ten years ago today, um, Big Show, uh, Randy Orton, one second. Um, 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 Daniel Bryan defeated uh, Randy Orton by disqualification, and um, show um, um frustrated over loss, the superstar began to show the um giant. Um, um, Randy Orton began shoving um the Big Show and dying the vicious brawl that continued as SmackDown came to a close. And after SmackDown went out the air, the Big Show and Randy Orton continued clash, and WWE cameras captured it all. And that, um, and ten years ago today, pop culture. Ten years ago today, um, three movies released in theaters nationwide. Um, Safe House starring Denzel Washington and Ryan Reynolds, The Val starring Rachel McAdams, and uh, Channing Tatum, and what other movie? I think John mentioned one here. Let me let me let me let me see here. Uh, um. Oh yeah, Billy Madison was released in 1995. And what a yeah um um a movie called Ramport. Yeah, Ramport was um was released in theaters time. Woody Harrelson, 
Woody Harrelson and um Ned Beatty, Ben Foster, and Ian Haitian Ice Cube was released in theaters ten years ago today. And that's it. Okay. And like I said, Justin, Billy Madison was also released on yeah, this date. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. February for tenth, nineteen ninety five. Right. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much, here, Justin. Of course, of course, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <clears throat> uh, of course, you get out Justin's daily wrestling and pop culture history and birthday reports. The wrestling portion on WCWS uh, Fan Empire, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWS Appreciation. And also, ladies and gentlemen, WCWS Entertainment Cavalcade for the pop culture portion, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWS Entertainment. On that note here, folks, I want to thank everyone here for listening here tonight, 341 of NWO Wolfpack here, of course, here tonight. Mr. WCWS, Chad Hinshaw here by thanks, of course, the Godfather of Soul, Justin Lewis Fleming. As well as, of course, the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, and the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross. As, of course, myself and JD did get you caught up to date with some, of course, wrestling news and views. Also, 411 Mania, by the way. Also, John and Justin did bring us, of course, tonight's rest, uh, wrestling and pop culture history and birthday. We did talk about, of course, our thoughts and opinions of what happened last night on AW Dynamite. Plus, also, we did give you the results of tonight's edition of Impact Wrestling. Also, 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 of course, the la- the big la- one, the last update for the four poll matches currently going on in the pay-per-view prediction center third wave Facebook page, and of course, ladies and gentlemen, the announcement here, of course, concerning the uh, Vengeance Day slash Elimination Chamber title challenge. So, all in all, ladies and gentlemen, great show here, of course, here tonight. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, Wolfpack episode three forty-one is a broadcast. Of the WCW US Radio Network, right here, of course, on talkshoe.com, where we are, of course, six years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Be sure, ladies and gentlemen, to check out WCWS Revolution episode 1104 tomorrow evening at nine o'clock, 138055 pound. As we said, of course, your news and views and history and birthdays. We will get you, of course, up to date, of course. On the on, of course, our thoughts and opinions on the results of the, tomorrow night's editions of SmackDown and AEW Rampage. Also, we will announce the results of the four poll matches uh, from the Pay-Per-View Prediction Center Third Wave page. And also, ladies and gentlemen, we'll hopefully have more information, of course, on of course what will be in the Vengeance Day Elimination Chamber Prediction Title Challenge. Of course, that was just announced here, of course, this evening as well. We also hope to hear from Danny from Oak Park and or the Black Widow Michelle and Dodds. So be sure to, of course, ladies and gentlemen, listen in on that tomorrow night at 9 o'clock, of course, for Revolution 11-04. At this point, ladies and gentlemen, we are, we are of course, 100% uncertain if, of course, if, of course, whether or not, um, if, they're, if, if, of course, they're going to make an attempt to do an episode of WCWS Sports Machine tomorrow. Of course, they were scheduled to do a special one earlier this evening, but of course, I guess due to uh, due to of course uh, some some problems lingering within talk show, they were on, uh, they weren't able to bring that episode out to light here to, uh, this afternoon. 
but there may be, of course, an episode coming up possibly tomorrow or making, I'm not sure. Uh, but be sure to, we'll keep you informed if we have any more updates, of course, concerning Sports Machine. Uh, in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, with the pandemic still looming around a little bit, be sure to, of course, play, play it, uh, keep it safe and play it safe here, folks. Keep your hands clean, keep yourself clean, and, of course, be doing a whole lot of praying. And take every precaution that you yourself, ladies and gentlemen, feel that is necessary to keep yourself and your loved ones, of course, here as much as we can during all this. Uh, just because the government says certain things that you might have to do, does not necessarily mean you have to actually follow through with it. But take your, make your own decision, make your own choice, and do everything that you possibly do, whatever, do, do of course, the best, uh, do the best that you possibly can here, folks. And, of course, and we'll definitely, of course, get through this in our, in our own unique way as we've gotten through everything, a lot of things here in the United States, of course, in the past. <clears throat> uh, of course, of course, ladies and gentlemen, as I also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to check out all of our episodes of all of our shows here, of course, on TalkShoot.com. Of course, we've been, we've been doing it since 2015. Be sure to check out a lot of those episodes here, of course, here today. Also, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to check out all of our groups, of course, on Facebook. As once again, here earlier this evening, ladies and gentlemen, we have a few more videos to of course several groups including the classic fun festival the new legacy of letterman facebook page also the video game preservation society as well as the video vault also of course the aews uh uh facebook page also the interview corner facebook page of course there's been there was a lot, a lot of stuff was added on here to some of the, those groups earlier today so check out what we have posted on there here more as of course the late johnny carson used to say there will be definitely more to come so be sure to watch out be sure to look out for all that as we have some and some of them may be a little bit older of course ladies and gentlemen but i'm sure a lot of folks will still enjoy watching them even today so be sure to check and check all every all everything we've got set up in the wcws stable of groups of course here on facebook from classic wrestling moments classic entertainment moments just everything under the sun here folks be sure to check out everything we've got here posted on both facebook and talk shoot here today <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen please be stay safe and please be please take care please stay safe and of course god bless uh since 2015 your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling pop culture and everything in between this is of course the one and the only ladies and gentlemen wus Radio Network. Justin, have a good evening, bud. We'll talk at you tomorrow night on Revolution. Have a great evening. Good night, Chad.